0: Back to the gold.
1: Welcome to Back to the 80s, hosted by Toscano and Chang, yours truly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Chang, and I want to welcome you all for hanging with us. And I've got to give you an intro to one of the most fantastic, fabulous. If this guy was a household cleaner, we'd call him fabuloso. This guy is got the IQ of the 10 chimpanzees, (laughs) 10 in one room, and all of them doing hear no evil, speak no evil, and see no evil. The only individual that can fly a T-shirt with the Mexican flag on the front and the Italian flag on the back and still turn his head 360 degrees on his body in those shirts and answer you in both languages. <laughs> I give you my number one compadre, Mr. Toscano. Tusky? <laughs> I, like how, you,
2: I like how you gave me a Twisted Sister reference there. This is the one and only back to the 80s radio show. Thank you for tuning in with us on another Friday. And of course, we are here introducing the 80s to a whole new generation, bringing you all the memories that made that generation so freaking awesome. Now to my right, your left, I have to introduce a man who has been said that his skin has the texture of Michael Jackson's penny loafers. And that wherever you are in the world, if you turn your car radio to 88.4, you can actually hear him humming the song Hot, Hot, Hot by The Cure. We've called him The Chang. So Chang,
1: happy Friday, my friend. A ha-ha-happy Friday and a happy Friday to you and a happy Friday to everyone out there because remember... We love you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. Tusky, how
1: the seven, three, double hockey sticks are you doing this (laughs) fine? A lot of it's funny because you uh, just
2: gave a reference to beeper, uh, the way we used to write hell
1: on the beeper. That's right. You you like the way that I dazzled you with that. You know what, man? Back in the 80s, remember, if you had a beeper, you were either a doctor, a gynecologist. Or a drug uh, dealer. A pimp. A pimp. (laughs) That is probably true. Hold on. I think Cinnamon is trying to get a hold of me. (laughs) I need to get to a payphone.
2: And it's funny because because when we did have the beepers, we found a way to write different words upside down. Remember that? So we could write just a bunch of things in code sometimes. And people would be wondering, like, what's going on? I want to welcome you guys on another edition. Of Back to the 80s radio. We're going to be taking a ride today and we're going to be talking about something that is pretty dang serious the memories of bullying. So stay tuned, don't move, because Back to
1: the 80s will be right back. And if you dare get away from the power box, I will Will Smith you. You're listening
0: to Back to the 80s. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow,
2: I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And
0: and use our 24-hour quick drop.
2: Do you have any children's videos? Sure.
0: Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. More movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster video. Wow. What a difference.
1: If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This
2: is...
3: Back to the 80s.
2: You are listening to Back to the 80s Radio. I am Toscano from Toscano and Chang, reminding you guys that we are here every single Friday for your 80s pleasure and enjoyment with uh, freaky skits and cheesy sayings and all kinds of stuff going on here on Back to the 80s. We also want to remind you guys that we do have a radio station that you guys can tune in. Now, it's brand new. Don't get on our case about, hey, there's no DJs yet, only one day a week. We have the most extensive largest playlist of 80s music in the world it's so, almost like we've created our own mixtape it is that's exactly what it is so if you get a chance go on over to k hits 92.5 on live365.com once again go to live365.com and type in k hits 92.5 every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we do have Double R Ricky Rodriguez. Saturday, we have Ricky Rodriguez starting at 1 o'clock. And then we have the one and only Banging with the Chang, which is a full rock and metal show from 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to 11. Dr. D on Sunday. You can't miss Dr. D, the ever-so-lovely Voice of Reason. Dr. D comes on at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday. So we've got a, a pretty good start to K-HITS 92.5. And we just want to encourage you to to head on over, download the app, the Live 365 app, and you can follow us wherever you go. Work out with with K-HITS and take us in the car. I guarantee you, you're not going to regret it. You're going to love it.
1: If you guys can, remember to look us up and hit us on our Patreon page. Uh, every little bit helps. Uh, you know, we know times are tough for everybody. Uh, here in the States, gas is pretty much uh, taking us to prison and making us a kitty there. but uh, anything will help believe us we would truly appreciate it.
2: The first two people that write to us at Back to the eighties radio at gmail.com. That's the word "back." The number two, the 80s radio at gmail.com and tell us what topics you would like to hear on the show. We'll go ahead and send you out a Steve Perry 2022 calendar and that we were so fortunate enough to receive from the Steve Perry legacy group. A big shout out to the Steve (laughs) Perry legacy group, a great group of gals. So they're
1: sweethearts. The first two
2: people that write in at back to the 80s radio at gmail.com will get the Steve Perry 2022 calendar.
1: Now, ladies, uh, some of you may want to throw this on a platter and cut it up in pieces and eat it <laughs> like a cake. You know what? Some of you men out there might want to have a slice of that Steve Perry calendar cake.
2: Here Back to the 80s, we don't just talk about the cool, but we also talk about the stuff that was uncool. And one of those things, of course, today we're going to be talking about bullying in the 80s. I remember we've talked about this subject a couple of times, but not in depth. We've talked about statistics and we went more on the technical side. But if we can go this time more on the personal side and maybe share with every listener, maybe something that, that we can identify with in relation to bullying. And I know that you've talked to me many times before about some of your experiences and maybe i think that uh, a lot of our listeners would really need to hear one of those stories
1: first of all uh bullying is a punk ass uh, way uh to prove that you're being dominant i remember as a as a kid i used to get bullied you know uh a skinny kid wearing glasses you know what i mean my ears were kind of big i thought my sister always said kind of awkward looking, and getting bullied, uh, it, it played hell because uh, you get bullied, you get mocked, you know, girls laugh at you. So you lose that uh, that gut to where, man, you think you can get the girls. And, it, it, you know, you go through a time where you're the joke and the butt of everything. Uh, it, it can do a lot of damage to a young kid, you know. It could break your confidence forever, or you could learn to rise above it for me as a kid you know it went on you know continuously and uh, finally you know I went and talked to my dad my grandpa my godfather and you know they got me some gloves started teaching me how to handle myself physically as a kid I, I used to always like to watch comics so my old man would let me watch a lot of these ranked comedians and he would tell me I'm letting you watch these things I want you to see how these guys react on their feet that way you don't always have to fight, but you can now intellectually talk a bully down or use your sense of humor to get around it. Now, that was the format that my dad gave me, which I thought is pretty damn good uh, advice. Right. I gave similar advice to my children when they were going to school about bullies. I found that with his gift of gab that I had learned that I can now turn the tables on a bully, that I could stand up to a bully, and if I'm prepared to physically have an altercation— I'm pretty confident that I can get through that fight okay. But here's the kicker. With studying comedians and watching comics and listening to what my father said, I learned how to diffuse a bully in their footsteps by ridiculing them and making them the joke as opposed to myself. You find out that a lot of times the bully is a lot like you feeling a little bit inadequate, but yet they have this one force and power within themselves. That's like their talent to put people in fear. So they utilized it. And once that I found that I could make jokes and heckle a bully down to everyone is now turned the table and laughing at them that I learned that is my strength. That is another power. So I learned that maybe that individual bullying me is not such a bad person. Maybe they got some shit going down at home that they don't know how to deal with. Maybe they've got an abusive parent. Maybe there's uh, some type of uh, some type of substance abuse or something of that nature. Sure, because it starts somewhere, right?
2: They don't just uh, start off being bullies. Something happens no, that triggers ang- that.
1: Anger is like a plant. There's so many things like a plant. Uh, anger is like a plant. It's going to start taking root. And all the negativity is the water, the nutrients that are building the anger to fortify, to grow the roots, to grow this humongous, strong tree, which is your temper. And it's very hard to knock that tree down once it's been grounded and it's been neutral, you know, nutrition has been given to it. So it stands to be a force. Yeah. That's what anger is. And that's what bullying kind of creates. So, It's just a negative, negative all the way around for the bully and the individuals getting bullied as we take it into the 80s. uh, Bullying was was bad when we were growing up in the 80s. You recall how bad it it was.
2: I I do remember. Yeah, there was a lot of kids. Uh, Granted, I think I was preyed upon one time. And the interesting thing is that I was pretty good with my words. However, what I had against me is that I looked like the good kid from next door. Mm. So I never, you know, never really got picked on, but I did look like the clean cut kid next door. Yeah. And I kind of hated that image. I hated and I liked the image because it did keep me out of a lot of trouble and I could mm. fake it really, really well. I was a good mm. actor. However, like police officer, yeah. So one time <laughs> and this would happen as uh, I was a freshman. This is right before class. We were already in class before that second bell rang. And I remember that this kid started, we used to call capping or bagging, basically, where we try to put the other person down. So this kid saw that he was losing and my friends, everybody in the class was making fun of him. And he was a lot bigger than I was. He was in the wrestling team. Mm. He couldn't take it anymore. So he started making jokes about my mom. And to me, I was like, well, that's easy because I got million jokes about moms. So I started talking to him about the greatness of his mother and how she performed services on, you know, <laughs> we won't uh-huh. go there. So I said a bad joke about his mom. Mm. Then that second bell rang. So I went up to sit down, second seat to the front of the class. In front of me was one of my buddies who was on the football team. And all of a sudden I see a hand going around my peripheral vision on my left side and the hand Mm -hmm. turns over and it was just so fast. I couldn't move. I froze, but I didn't see that he had a pencil and he stabbed me right in my arm and he broke the pencil in my arm. Wow. And so I took the pencil out like in a movie. I just dug it out of my skin and I lunged towards him and I'll never forget. uh, So my friend's got me. They got him. And the teacher said, what's going on? You know. So I told her what happened. And she says, well, okay, well, go to the nurse if you need to. Just very simple and plain. Just go to the nurse if you need to. And so I went to the nurse's office. Long story short, I had to get a tetanus shot. The kid got suspended, but I wasn't happy with that. So he was a bully in one sense. And then I turned into the vengeful person because I said, I'm not going to feel sorry for him so I put a lock mm. from my locker between my knuckles and I I basically he basically looked like the exaggerated version of the elephant man on his forehead.
1: Nice. Yeah. You you know that's that's kind of that was a boy back I'd say in the 80s and early 70s. I mean, you know that's what I was always told by the males in my uh, family, you know what I mean? Uh, always play it smart. Live to fight another day. I remember my dad always told me, I don't care if you get your ass kicked. Well, what I do care about is you get back up and you take that time to heal. Then you get right back up and you go knock the shit out of that person that kicked your ass. Yeah, And you keep getting back up until you annihilate this problem or this individual. (laughs) Yeah, And uh, that's the way I kind of grew up dealing with the bully. And like I say, I was just very lucky that uh, I could handle my fist at a certain age and that i was very good with my vocabulary and my jokes <laughs> funny thing is when i left st Benedict's in eight when in eighth grade uh, my persona totally changed i went from that dorky little nerd to you know that guy's got a bad temper to that guy's funnier than heck and uh, it's funny because i went when i left there i looked a certain way picture i looked kind of like uh if anybody remembers my three sons, Ernie, the youngest brother, I look like that guy.
2: Oh, nice. He had to
1: the side, glasses. Yeah, yeah. Kind of big teeth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of squirrely looking. Well, very common you know, right look now, in the 70s, yeah. Uh, in eighth grade, it all, it all changed. Nobody was going to mess around with me. I'm either going to knock your lights out or I'm going to bag on you till you cry. Right. I remember I broke my glasses that year. And uh, everything about me changed. Now, when I went to high school the following year, people that were in school with me at St. Benedict's that I had grown up with didn't really recognize me. The hair was grown, a little mustache growing in, the rock and roll uh, attire started kicking in, uh, the rock and roll bracelets, the bad boy attitude. The vocabulary was never the same. I used F-U and uh, every other four-letter word that I could use. So... It definitely when i went to high school i had one thing on my mind you try to bully me and i'm going to knock your dick in the dirt and i'm going to make you cry to your mother and then i'm going to give your mom 50 bucks and enjoy a good time with her that was the kind of <laughs> kid that i turned into in high school the, the bullied kid bullied became a bully. The bully yeah yeah i right. stood up for people Okay. but okay. i was i became a henchman
0: Okay, I got if it.
1: If somebody, if I saw somebody getting jacked with, and I knew that I could physically or verbally uh, diffuse that situation, then I'm going over there, and I'm going to be, okay. you know, I'm going to terminate the situation. Right.
2: And the good thing is that you didn't become the bully, but uh, no. there was, and you know what, Chang, there was a lot of that going on during the the seventies and eighties. We were more fortunate than a lot of people when it came to bullying because I do know that sometimes during our posts on Facebook, people will say, I hated my school life. I hated my high school years or I hated my junior high years because of bullying. And as a matter of fact, we recently wrote a post that said, do you think that the way bullying is dealt with today is more severe compared to how it was in the 80s? There was somebody who said that they wish that they could go back to stand up to their bully if they would have only known that they could have done that, that they had the power, mm-hmm. you know, these are things very that... Very good word, very yeah. key word right there. And these are things that haunt those people till today. Let's do this. Let's take a break because when we come back, it's very important because we're going to be touching on a recent incident that kind of looks too much like an 80s bullying scenario. Mm. So don't go away. This... Is back to the 80s radio.
3: Like a creature of
2: the night. Back to the 80s. Vintage Rock Pod is the ultimate classic rock podcast with big name interviews on every episode.
0: So very tentatively, I, I dialed the 213 area code and I said, this is Jim Peter. Is this really Sylvester Stallone? He goes, hey, Jimbo, call me Sly. If somebody was going to say, play me something that is a perfect example of Toto, I would point them to Rosanna as opposed to Africa. Africa was like sort of a fun production experiment. Sting was listening to Money for Nothing
3: and he just turned around to us and said, that's fantastic so Mark said to me, well, if you think it's so good, why don't you go and sing on it? Music, and it was politics, and that really is what American
0: Pie is about. I'm definitely going to hell for the things I did after hours (laughs) in that church, because obviously we were using things the way it never had been intended.
3: Here,
1: Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Grammy Award winners, and multi-platinum selling artists tell me their stories every single week on Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate
0: classic rock podcast.
1: Hey, this is Laurie Miller from the first and original Exposé. And you're listening to Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano 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 and
0: Chang.
1: Welcome back to Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. I am Dr. Siegfried von von Bullyfeichnäckern. And I will tell you, if you're a bully, then you must think like a poop. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Toscano, that point, that word that you brought out, power, uh, a very key, crucial word. And this is why I say that what it means to me. Once you succumb and give uh, become silent, you give power to the upper hand, the circumstance, your nemesis. Uh, We have fallen into that category with our politicians. Uh, We stay quiet and we are in we are in the prime example right now politically and globally of when individuals stay quiet yeah and exactly. they allow the power they give their power of silence and say nothing and standing up for themselves or others to the power above the bully and they run with this and then they will forever use that silence that fear that we had of being to be silent as the power against us with fear tactics. And uh, we see that in everyday life. As a matter of fact, I believe we in the States are being bullied. We, the citizens by our political parties of both sets, the whole uh, system is kind of acting like a bully. Uh, I think nowadays, I don't think we deal uh, with our bullies at all in, in any type of an accordance. Well, no,
2: and we can't, unlike in other parts of the world where you can still, get into a fist fight with a bully and take care of business. Here in the United States, they not only encourage you not to, but you get in trouble. If you are the one who was bullied and you defend yourself and you accidentally hurt the bully or do something more severe to the bully, even though this trauma that they caused you for years or months or whatever it is, they won't take that into consideration and they will put you in jail for being oh, the, yeah. the aggressor yes. it's it's a twisted justice system that we have here in the united states
1: i've gone through that in my in my youth really quick uh i stood up for someone there was an altercation and i ended up uh getting wrapped up in braces and going uh to jail for a little while for uh beating up the uh, individual that had started the trouble in the first place uh, that statement is perfect because we see that so many times, but yet, brother, if you have the power, you will get away with it
2: that's correct that is correct. There's two examples I want to give you right now, and one of them is uh the bigger example, which is what's going on in Ukraine with Russia, and we are yeah, we are all being held hostage. everybody on earth is being held everybody. hostage by one man with his finger on the red button. And the rest of the countries, the rest of the leaders, with the exception of the leader of Ukraine, he's the only one that's man enough to stand up to Putin. Okay, Mm -hmm. everybody else, and that includes our president here in the United States, and that includes Donald Trump, and that includes everybody else, because we're so afraid of what Putin can do, regardless of how much more powerful the United Nations are, regardless of how much more powerful any other country is together as, as a united people. We are showing fear, and you mentioned this, we're showing fear, and that fear is something that is feeding that bully, and that bully's taking advantage, and that bully has now taken hostage the entire world, basically, with the threat that he's gonna press that red button. Let's take an example, and I want you to hear something from the very mouth of a person who was bullied this past Sunday at the Oscars.
0: You have this... uh childhood trauma that you haven't dealt with. And you think you've dealt with it because you're on the radio and you talk about it and you made a lot of money. And I think I've dealt with it because I can write jokes about it, but I never dealt with it. That was just a horrible existence. The closest character I can relate to is uh, Tim Robbins in the Shawshank. Every day was hell. I was a nigga, and I got fucking my ass beat. And I got physically fucked up. And sometimes some sexual shit happened. And yeah, like I wasn't rape, but rape-ish. I was doing a movie a couple years ago. And one of my bullies was working security on the movie. A guy who literally one day in school, turned me upside down and shook the money out of my pockets and i'm filming a scene this is a top five and i look and i'm like is that b i'll just say b and he he nodded kind of shameless you know he was kind of ashamed and i just gave him just a quick look like hey man i hope you're doing well you take care and i kept it moving i didn't like get him off the set get him fired it's like his sin has punished him. He could have been my friend. The fact that he had to go through that whole day and watch me walk around and watch me, I was directing a movie and, and watch me be me and to be so close to me, but yet so motherfucking far.
2: <laughs> and Chris went along and also said that there was a point when he gave in to his anger when he was a kid. And one of his aggressors, I guess the worst one for him, uh, he went towards him with a brick and he beat him so bad that he thought that he had killed a kid. He could no longer take it. And you could be driven to that point. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people in the 80s have been driven to to the point of uh, committing suicide. Yes. A lot of people today. A lot of kids today, we've seen this. Come on, nine-year-olds committing suicide because of their cyberbullying. We have that which is going on rampant, especially yep. within the within the female community. Girls are just vicious when it comes to bullying.
1: Oh, and, yeah. My granddaughter is going through that issue Yeah, with a little girl in high, in high school right now.
2: And it's a terrible it's thing.
1: Cyberbullying, and I feel helpless because I'm over here. And she's over there. Yeah,
2: and you want to help, but sometimes you, you're you just not in a position to. For, and, oh, yeah. And even yeah. if you could help, you know, you end up be getting in trouble because our justice justice system is flawed.
1: I think they would frown upon me beating the hell out of the kids' Of kid, course. Uh, beating the hell out of the kid's boyfriend, beating the hell out of the kid's parents, beating the hell out of the kid's grandparents. I will beat the hell out of everybody.
2: You had mentioned something. You said that unless you have power, then everything is Okay. You can get away with things. Mm-hmm. We saw that this Sunday at the Oscars, and oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to beat this horse to death here because we're going to bring it right back. Whatever you believe, whether you think uh, Chris Rock was out of line or wasn't out of line, it it's irrelevant for the for this purpose because the fact is that Will Smith took it upon himself publicly to commit aggression, physical aggression against a comedian, someone who was saying a joke. And it wasn't even a a very funny joke. And it wasn't a very bad joke. No. Okay. I want you to hear something that Paul Rodriguez said today. Now, Paul Rodriguez is also a comedian. Paul Rodriguez was also in a movie with Will Smith, believe it or not. He was in the movie Ali. Ali. And I want you to listen to what Paul Rodriguez, as he's being interviewed, said about Will Smith.
3: Comedian Paul Rodriguez says he's experienced Will Smith's rage up close, and it's horrible. When he turned around that smug, that, that, that look like that, I'd seen that look before. I, I feel like I got slapped every day with a verbal abuse. Rodriguez worked with Will Smith on the 2001 movie Ali. Look like a
0: butterfly, sting like a bee.
3: Rodriguez says during filming, Smith it. became a real-life Jekyll and Hyde. I'd be walking around and he'd hurl some insult. And, you know, I, I just kept it in. I went, what am I going to do? Rodriguez was cast as Muhammad Ali's boxing ring physician, Dr. Ferdy Pacheco a role he traveled all the way to Africa to perform for the Rumble in the Jungle scenes. Rodriguez says the real-life doctor showed up on the set, and that's when things turned nasty. The doctor allegedly ranted that his character didn't have a big enough role. Rodriguez says the doctor hurled racial slurs at Will Smith. After that, Rodriguez claims Will Smith took out his anger on him. Will Smith says, you better be careful. You're far away from anyone who likes you. I go, where does that come from? I mean, what do you mean I'm far away? He goes, ain't no Mexicans here in Africa. I said, what? Rodriguez even kept a diary of the traumatic experience. The insults just continue, uh, that, that look that after he uh, hit uh, that, that look of impunity. And I'm saying to myself, I, it went from one of the happiest moments of my life to a horrible situation. Rodriguez's scripted role was cut. And he was basically reduced to that of an extra. I had lines. I didn't audition to be an extra here. It was was humiliating.
2: Those are the words of Paul Rodriguez. He was uh, reduced to an extra because of uh, the man in charge. And that was Mm -hmm. Will Smith. Yes, there are always two sides of every story. There are things that maybe Will Smith is struggling with internally. And I totally get it right we, we we all get it, yeah, but you don't bring out those emotions physically against someone else in in that manner. now, uh, somebody put a meme on on Facebook, and instead of Chris Rock, they substituted Chris Rock with the rock, saying that same joke. Do you think Will Smith would have went up and slapped the rock? I oh, don't I think no. so. Why? Because in this case, and forgive me if uh, you guys don't like the analogy of comparing Will Smith to a bully. But in this case, the bully saw that somebody was weaker than him and he went up to Chris Rock and uh, slapped him. For a man to slap another man, it's very, very humiliating. Uh, Most men would prefer to get punched in the face and not slapped.
1: Slapping somebody is like the lowest form uh, that you could show on disrespect. Correct. Anybody. Yeah. Uh, You feel that they don't even have the quality to be socked for some reason. You know, bro, I used to be a comedian, a standup comedian. You've seen the way that I roll. I'm probably what an R rated comedian. Yeah. Double R, triple R rated. Yeah. No, I do have a very, I have a, my, my, Shtick is probably what you could tell him from the street with my stand-up comedy. Right. I would like to see Will Smith try and come and slap me right here on our podcast or any time that if I decided to take the mic again, yeah, I would like to see him smack me. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I think Will Smith uh, is a coward. I think uh, he has a chip on his shoulder. He has uh, an egomaniac problem. He only chooses to pick on individuals that he knows are not going to react. They're going to be silent. They're going to give him the power. And he thought he could get away with it on public television. Chris Rock is a small guy.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, a, a meek looking guy. So he did it. Uh, I would like to see Will Smith try to go smack Dave Chappelle. Oh, no, it would never happen. That would never happen. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear what Muhammad Ali, the great Muhammad Ali, who I will say I did get to meet at one time in my life, very big role model of mine, would say about Will Smith and his actions and what type of a human being the man really is had Muhammad Ali been alive knowing that this individual, this uh, fake, I want to say, p whipped uh, actor would uh, would say about him? And w- how would Will Smith handle what Muhammad Ali would say about him? I think Muhammad would be uh, disgusted, just like Jim Carrey was. Yeah,
2: he, he would be disgusted. And just as the majority of people, I think, that, that saw that and, and know about that, a few years ago, an acquaintance of mine was at Guitar Center with their son. And their son... And my acquaintance was at the drum section. So the kid, maybe eight years old, was playing drums just making noise. It's understandable, but you're there. You're you're okay to do that. Well, there was a very famous actor who came out in the movie Iron Man. Actor's name is Terrence Howard. The actor said to my acquaintance, he said, could you tell your kid to shut up? He's making too much noise and I don't wanna hear this. And my acquaintance said, excuse me, I'm not going to tell him nothing. This is Guitar Center. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. And Terrence Howard told him, you don't make him shut up. I will. Don't you know who I am? And my acquaintance said, I have no idea who you are. He knew who he was, but you're going to well know who I am if you even touch my kid. You're going to go out in a stretcher. And that was the end of it. But here come people because they have money and uh, social status, where they're mm-hmm. looked upon as icons of what? I don't know. They're followed by millions of people, and they think that they are godlike in a way. They're because dead. that's the status that they they think. They think that their family is perfect, so they uh, believe that they're in the position to give family counseling, to give family mm-hmm. advice, when their whole family is got so many issues going on. Like everybody yeah, else, Right. The Academy, brother, you and I know they were so hypocritical, and it was just a disgrace that they allowed that Mm -hmm. and that they haven't done anything right now. Somebody said that they are investigating the whole thing. What's there to investigate? You have the the dang video clip. The tape. We all seen it it on television. Look at it again. There's no need to look at it a thousand times. You know what he did? Cancel him take his position away from Hollywood, whatever you need to do. But there has to be disciplinary action because if there isn't, it's going to happen again. And You know what? Here's what exactly. I fear. I fear that not only uh, the famous, famous comedians, but comedians that are trying to really make it and they're going to smaller venues one day are going to get harassed, picked on in a, in a physical way on stage because they're going to feel... That it's okay to do so because of this incident. Uh,
1: being a a, a a former stand-up comedian, and I do say former, and I will not return to the microphone. I think everybody in the in, in society is is to me just so self-indulgent. Everybody wants to be put on a pedestal. Stand-up comedy to me is dying. Uh, the art, the the freedom that it had, is dying, and I think. Uh, What Mr. Smith did to Mr. Rock fortifies my belief in we comedians have been stripping of our freedom, have been stripping of our funny outlook by one action. This is going to open the door for so many people to feel entitled that if they do not like the comedic jokes, they will either spew their hate or they will physically challenge the comedian. And I think that is very sad because I can honestly say with this scenario happening, uh, we are going to lose a lot of the comedy clubs. We are going to lose a lot of that uh, feeling comfortable at comedy stores and uh, comedy shops. But remember, Michael Richards of Seinfeld fame also kind of crossed that line with derogatory comments towards the black community where he started using the N word where he lost his mind, he lost his uh, touch. And I believe the reason I brought that up is because I see these individuals suffer from one disease, egomania. Uh, When an individual's ego is so pumped up that they forgot that where they came from, who they are and what they are, naturally the same as everyone else, they're just a little bit more fortunate. And that is a problem that we see in America and in the entertainment field. And not only did Mr. Smith just put us on the watch list for losing uh, an art or people living a little bit more fearful or even giving the bully a little bit more credit and balls to stand up and do something exactly. similar to what Donald Trump did about racism. Right. Uh, I don't mean to get personal I don't I'm not blasting anybody for their political belief I'm merely stating what I believe. The other thing I believe very strongly in what Mr. Smith did to me has taken the black entertainment decades back. For his anger and his loss of control, his immaturity, and his stupidity his lack of responsibility, because what more, more or less what's going to happen, this opens up the racial uh, constrictions to start problems. White America, the dominating power that is Caucasian are going to think, well, there, look what happens when you let a black individual go. Look how they act. You're going to see a lot of racially uh, driven Latinos who have some power and some money. Look at it. Look, look, look what the Tinto said. All this did was open up wounds and take a step back. He did nothing, nothing to show appreciation or to show growth. And it's very ironic that that scenario happened when they were discussing Sidney Poitier, a black actor that came milestones that took the African-American to heights in the theater uh, establishment to newer grounds. And on the same day his name was whispered, Will Smith desecrates any memory or any progression to regression. And it's sad because in one slick move, acting like a full bully, he blew so many things that a lot of people are aware of and a lot of people are not aware of.
2: And the apology that he gave to Chris, and I'm not even talking about the so-called apology he did that same night. That was, that was just ridiculous not to apologize to Chris Rock that night. But the apology he gave to Chris Rock a day later or two days later, it, it came too late and it was the apology where he's forced. It's like a the politician's apology. It's yes. forced upon. It was written, and it was more like, "Please don't kick me out of the academy." When we come back, we're going to continue and a little more about the unfortunate incident that we used to suffer in the eighties called bullying. Hey,
0: hey, hey, hey.
2: Ouch. You remember the
3: first time you tried these games, Space Cadet. But with practice, Captain Galaxy. And when you first tried Coke, you said, no, thank you. But hey,
0: hey, hey, let's
3: try Coke again. Because once you got that new wave taste, you want to try it again, again, and again. Practice makes perfect. Catch the wave with Coke.
2: This is Back to the 80s Radio. We are talking about bullying. So if you just joined us. We talked about how bullying has affected so many people from the 80s and most recently in uh, the older people as well, as we saw at the Oscars. But, um, oh, shoot, the phone is ringing. Normally we don't take phone calls here at this time, but OK. Back to the 80s radio. Who is on the other line?
1: Hello, Brosorius Rex. It's me, S. Rod- everybody's favorite beautician the only man who's got better hair than Chang where is my split end freak friend we're, seen him in so long
2: we're glad that, that you called the show Rod uh, uh, Chang is around but listen uh, I'm glad that you called because we haven't talked to you in a long time oh You you, know, you do realize that you called us during the show though right
1: Oh, yes, I do, because I think that's the only time I could get a tag team with both you sailors in the same place, and hopefully you're going <laughs> to take your pants off. I'm sitting right now I with a French-cut so. French underwear that my uh, new boyfriend, Pierre <laughs> sancho has just spotted me. They are edible, Tusky. Uh, yeah, do you no. you like bubble gum? Oh, no. Let me see you chew a bubble. No,
2: we don't need to talk mm. about... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't need to it's talk like about that. Hubba listen, Bubba.
1: Yeah. <laughs> listen. It's uh, Hubba Baba underwear. That's okay. You could blow more than a bubble. <laughs> Do-
0: <laughs>
2: Way too much information.
0: Can I get some more
1: wine, please? Grassy. Uh,
2: listen, uh, Rod, we are talking, yeah. uh, the topic of today, of course, we're talking about bullying and how it affected people during the 80s. And how it stuck its ugly, nasty head recently at the Oscars? Mm. Um, do you have any experience with being bullied, or were you bullied as a kid back in the eighties?
1: Oh, sweet cheeks! I was bullied from day one. I mean, day one when I came out of my mother. I swore that I needed matching earrings to match <laughs> my uh, my shoes. I mean, I knew I was special from the moment I was born. Right. And from day one, my first day in school, I'll never forget, my mom dressed me up in uh, garanimals and she had, to get, uh, uh, she had to get some hair ties that match my outfit because I prefer to wear my hair like a lady. And uh, <laughs> right. I'll never forget, we were on the schoolyard, and we were about to get picked for kickball. Do you remember playing kickball, Tusky?
2: Oh yeah, I loved I loved kickball. Um, I was pretty good at it.
1: I kicked so many bullies in the balls I can't even remember. <laughs> anyway, I'll never forget this young boy Scott called me a sissy lala and said, "Hey, you look like my sister, but you're a boy." And I remember I took out my my yellow hair clip, right. and it looked like it, it looked like daisies, and I carved his eye out. <laughs> I I carved his eye out. You
2: carved his eye out?
1: out. Yes, yeah, a little bastard. Well, what did they do? Did you, know you go what's to jail? Terrible? He wasn't even wearing matching socks, and he smelled like poop. doesn't matter if we were in the third grade. Well,
2: so it doesn't appear that... Uh, it appears sort of that you took a, a little revenge on him
1: for bullying you. I took you. measures in my own hands. That was my first experience with a bully. My second experience, his name was Chad, and he was a cowboy, and he was a bull wrestler. I don't know and if I want to know to this. he used to hog tie me on all fours. I, I knew it was and going put in, He used to put a leather strap in my mouth and spank me okay. and make me go... No. Okay, well, Is that the kind Rod. Of we're talking about Rod.
2: On that note, uh, you know, thank you, thank you for calling here back to the '80s. I will tell Chang that that you said hello. And, now, bro,
1: Sosovich uh, when are you in, and the missus coming in? I, I remember that I have to give you both a little bit of treatment for the gray that you have coming in over here near the earsies. Yeah, well, I have plenty of. Gray. Hold on, hold on. Uh, dos vinos, por favor <laughs> I just love I love for my garcon to turn around He's got some skimpy wimpies on He's uh, delicious On that note,
2: uh, Rod, thank you for calling in today And uh, well, we're going to have to let you go But uh, hopefully we can talk more with you And maybe Don't give... you
1: dare hang up on me I'll Will Smith both of you, you bastards
0: <laughs>
2: Oh, Rod Steele, ladies and gentlemen Sometimes Rod will come around and Literally. And uh, he will, you know, fix both Chang and my hair at the same time he wants to. But he doesn't get the pleasure.
1: Oh, uh, I see. I, what did I miss? I was uh, I had to go to the restroom. Yeah, Rod just uh, came I had in. too many, uh, too many chili dogs uh, before I got to the show today. <laughs> no, Rod Steele just Whoa. called in
2: and uh, he sends his regards and wants to know when you're going to be going to, the, to the, his
1: salon. Oh, but that's my boy. That Rod Steele is the Peter Pan of making your hair look scrumptious. I mm. mean, the guy, look, look at my hair. Look at, uh, and this is no Gene Simmons hairstyle. I don't look no. like Darth Vader. like oh, Gene Simmons. You don't.
2: We are talking about battling the bullies from back in the 80s and how it's still going on today.
1: Back in the 80s, we saw a lot of bullying when uh, homosexuality was on the rise. Uh, a lot of uh, individuals uh used bullying in such a hateful derogatory mean cutthroat way when the AIDS epidemic
2: right uh, I remember about. yeah
1: and uh there were selling such uh, t-shirts and and uh stickers as AIDS kills fags deads yeah AIDS kills queers dead and uh at that time the magnitude of all that coming out it was so shocking and overwhelming that uh we as human beings could not wrap our hands around somebody with a disease that was crippling and, and killing people uh more so that people had to be hiding behind their fears and uh, uh some of their hate to make such heinous statements as that and to use that disease kind of uh almost as a uh, a beanbag to hit on target of uh an open sore yeah and and one thing I do notice, uh, besides what we've seen with Will Smith, uh, the outrage on people nowadays that are coming out of the closet and are are getting uh, sex changes, uh, the hate and the bullying that those individuals are going through. It just reminds me of back what it was like in the 80s uh, if you were gay and the hate you got. Some of the hate back there in the 80s, even in the in, in- industry of entertainment uh, during the uh, era of John Wayne, who was detained at an Academy Award for his hate towards a Native American uh, actress that was going to go out there and ask that uh, the Native Americans be uh, remembered and have some appreciation and and some respect and some attention towards them. John Wayne went backstage in a tirade and was uh, using every four-letter word that he could uh, describing uh, the Native American young lady. And uh, he was detained and not allowed to go on stage. And uh, it it just, the scenarios, the hate is the same, but the actions are different. The actions are getting acted out. Uh, They're getting allowed to be acted out. And that is the humiliation of it all, that entities are allowing this type of behavior, be isolating it and, And and correcting it.
2: And it's unfortunate that we think today that we have evolved as a society, to a point where we don't have to worry about those things. They don't happen anymore as they did. And you know what? This goes to show us we haven't
1: evolved that much. No, brother. Like I say a lot of times, uh, I think we have uh, regressed instead of progressed. We've definitely regressed.
2: You know, Chang, that reminds me a bullying memory that comes up. A friend of mine, when I was, we we grew up together from our early first grade, when he was in junior high, I want to say eighth grade, but he went through two years of recuperation because of a bully. He was in Mexico on vacation, and he was visiting either a family member or a friend who was at a fireworks shop. Mm -hmm. And this bully came to him and this was uh, 1980 I want to say 1986 87 and this bully locked him into the bathroom where they had boxes of uh, just leftover fireworks and threw an m80 firework into the bathroom on top of the box where had just hundreds and hundreds of fireworks, more M80s. So the bathroom lit up. It blew up with my friend in there, and he did not die. But he had 97% of his body covered in third-degree burns. He was no longer recognizable as a young man. I remember he was... um, and I, I I say this because the, the memories that come back are so sad. It brings tears to my eyes because of what he went through. They had him face down on a bed. Do you remember The Outsiders? Remember when Ralph Macchio's character was burned as well? I can tell you that my friend was worse. Was burned far worse than what the character in Outsiders was. He would scream at night, and in the day, and he would scream out to his mom. To please run a knife through his neck, but he could, because he could no longer take the pain of the burn. And this was something that happened in the 80s because of a bully. My friend's name, and if uh, he ever does hear this, I'm hoping he's still alive, uh, Junior Hernandez. Um, Man. How old uh, was he then? He was 14, 13 or 14. (laughs) And, it's interesting because his family and I uh, grew very close together after this event. His older brother uh, took took me under his wing. And in this family suffered quite a bit uh, during the 80s. Uh, his older brother also suffered in the hands of a, a bigger bully at a party. Remember, there were a lot of parties during the 80s, house parties. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And this older brother... Junior Hernandez's older brother uh, went to this party, asked the wrong girl to dance, and uh, that evening lost his life because uh, of a bully who came to him with a gun and shot him square in the head. The stories of bullying are severe. Yes. And the way that bullying has to be dealt with is also severe, mm-hmm. regardless of how much power, how much social status, of, regardless of how much money you have bullying is an illness to society and it needs to be dealt with with the same severity that they act upon their their victims
1: the only way a bully ever redeems redeems himself is with karma i think uh, but then again i think every uh, in every in any situation the only way uh, somebody is going to seek redemption is through karma something uh, is is going to happen happen to them and make them uh, reflect and wow I could have made somebody feel like this this is a horrendous way to feel I may never do that again uh, but then uh, like uh, like you did state there are a lot of cases where uh, bullies don't come back from being bullies they commit crimes how many individuals that are locked up in penitentiaries are former bullies right uh, you know what I mean how many how bullies many became police officers by the way how many, that's another point How many bullies do we have uh, running around with, uh, Behind badges yeah. uh, How many bullies do we have uh, uh, Holding office and uh, Telling us what we can or can't do Yeah. How many bullies uh, Do we have uh, Running in the streets that no one Has held accountable for exactly. uh, Are these bullies what you could Call possible serial killers uh, Rapists uh, Pedophiles, I mean Bullying can destroy, like I said earlier, someone's mind and make them create a whole different type of monster who knows what that individual who has suffered from bullying becomes the bully themselves or a worse predator. It's a no win. It's a cancer, my friend.
2: And there's also one more um, side of bullying that we have not touched upon, but we all know that it's a reality. And that is the bullying that happens at home. In families, there's many families where the husband is the bully and destroys an entire family's um, mental state, sometimes even physical state. Mm -hmm. And there are also women who are bullies, but it's a lot less of the women who are bullies to their husbands. But there's also parents who are bullies to their children. And it's a sad state when that happens. Things need to change because if they don't and we just allow it, as a society to continue, I mean, look at this, the Oscars, what do they do? They're investigating it. It's been now a week since they're investigating and still no disciplinary action.
1: Any time violence is allowed uh, and goes without being punished, opens up the door for violence to be the normal. Exactly. Uh, I think we see that in society uh, every day. Reality TV has provoked uh, a lot of that uh, Uh, the scenarios where you see uh, it's a two-headed coin where we talk about police abuse, uh, but we also see a lot of disrespect coming from citizens who know that they could hide behind someone's camera or possibly get away with uh, saying or doing something. So it's a two-headed demon, what we have in society, and there's bullying on both sides. We have police officers that are bullying, we have people that are actual bullies bullying the police. Yeah. And both both sides are getting pushed into one, one extreme way, violence. And that's what any type of picking on or bullying creates, violence. And no one wins once we have violence. The power is in the hands of uh, whoever's going to win the violent act. And we all lose, my brother.
2: You've been listening to Back to the 80s Radio on a very delicate And serious note today, we're going to be back next Friday. We hope you have a great week. If you want to send us a message here, write to us at back, the number two, the 80s radio at gmail.com. Send us a note. Let us know what you want us to talk about. So stick around. We've got more to come. This is Toscano wishing you the absolute best of weeks and a big shout out to everybody in the Ukraine.
1: This is the Chang before I release you into another Chang-tastic. Weekend, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for joining Toscano and I and remember to go out there and stay lifted and gifted. Do not let nothing get you down. Yes, we are looking at devastation all amongst us, but we cannot let the negativity Create the scenario on the way to be. So go have a good time. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for something great. Enjoy the one you're with. Put a smile on somebody's face. Keep that smile going. And remember, you are important because you matter. So I bid you all an hasta la vista, hasta mañana, hasta luego. Sayonara, adios, arrivederche to all my buddies in the valley later, bros, and to all my homies in the barrios. oh Take me back to the
0: glory